What's up, everybody? Welcome to Omnic Lab, a podcast focused on the strategies of Overwatch. Today, I am filling in for Rob. I am your host, Andres, aka I Play Games. Rob, unfortunately, has a little nasty throat bug, and per his words, his throat got nuked. So, in in his shoes, we have a longtime friend of the show uh, and awesome host, Deathblow. What's up, dude? Not too much, my man. Thank you so much for having me on, asking me to to do this, and I hope they're they're big shoes to fill for Rob. You know, I I gotta I gotta be on my A game, so I'll do my best for you guys. <laughs> good thing, good thing. Yeah, I'm I'm sure he appreciates it as he recovers over in Japan. Thankfully, he's a little far away, so he can't right. really pass it on to us. We're we're safe here in the states. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to fight him off with a you know shake a stick at him or anything to get him away from us. That no, is the perks of working online. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, this week we got a jam packed week prepared for you guys. Uh, thankfully, there's a lot of stuff coming out for the game. We got a new hero, we got a new map, and we got a new patch. This time around, Blizzard has given us a lot of goodies, uh, tons of changes. Some of them targeting some things that the community has been asked for. Nothing incredibly drastic, but I think that the cumulative of changes, it's going to shake up some stuff, especially with the addition of the new hero. Overall, what, do you, what are your thoughts on this? all these news coming out? Uh, man, it's it's really kind of brought me back into the game. I was a little on the, you know, playing Overwatch was a little bit on the back burner for me for a little while. Too about much a month Apex, and a half, huh? two months. Uh, a little bit of that. I was really bad at that game. I needed to not be bad at it anymore. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but, uh, you know, that all this information, you know, these new maps, heroes, all these things, and then Overwatch League coming back all at the same time. It's just a really exciting time to be a fan of Overwatch. So uh, I'm really, really excited for it. Absolutely. And we're going to get into all of that in just a second. As always, let's just do some housekeeping. Um, let's get into our sponsors. Thank you very much to Top Score Solutions, long-time sponsor of the show. Um, Top Score Solutions is an esports-oriented community for business, education, and analytics. If you want to develop a business service organization or just create content about gaming and esports, they're a great place to get started. You can visit them at topscoresolutions.com or join their Discord community by the same name. Ben is a great guy. He runs it all over there. He has connected us to a couple guys locally with Atlanta Rain. Um, it's a great connection to have. You're looking for something to do with esports in general. Also, our Patreon, Shasir, is looking for people to work in at his job. Um, let me read out his little blurb. Hey, fellow scientists. Shasir is working to staff out a new scrum team in downtown Minneapolis, Minnesota, and is looking to hire a mid to senior software quality assurance engineer. You would need to have quality engineering background that includes white box and black box testing, as well as creating test automation using tools built in .NET and Selenium, as well as using networking tools like Fiddler, JMeter, and Postman. If you have experience with these things and you're looking for a job around uh, downtown Minneapolis, Make sure to reach out to him. You can reach out to him through our Discord um, or reach out to us and we'll get you connected to him. Also, big news coming out from Omnic Meta, long partner of the show. Switch is expanding to add stats about Overwatch League. And he's doing a fantastic job adding a lot of them to the website. If you guys haven't a chance to go check him out, I definitely recommend you to go to 
omnigmeta.com. Go to the Overwatch League page and check out some of the stats that he's putting out. I've been hoping to work a little bit more closely with him, putting out some new articles and some analysis using the stats as he's been able to pull. So keep out uh, an, eye for, an eye for that. I'm sure that a lot of the content is going to go to uh, Owl Recap. If you guys are not familiar with the show, make sure to follow that too. But some cool stuff coming your way. All right, that'll do it for sponsors today. Thank you so much uh, for keeping up with us. Let's get into the good stuff. Baptiste. But when you think you're a big man, it's hard to admit that you are not a brave one. Even harder when you understand that making a living is not enough. You must make a difference. I am going to fight for a better world. For some, that means a bandage. For others, a bullet. Today, <laughs> I give you the choice. All right, Deathblow, first impressions here. What do you think? Just announced, teased yesterday, or teased in Overwatch League, and came out today on the PTR for us to play. Yeah, I was able to get a, a little bit of a group together earlier, so that way I would uh, have a competitive rule set on, like we were in kind of a custom game in a comp practice environment, and uh, they let me play Baptiste quite a bit, as well as a couple of the other heroes that were changed. Uh, he's a really, really interesting hero. Um it's really hard to categorize him because a lot of his kit is to me at least very unique. I don't have a lot of background from other shooters and things like that to know if he's similar to characters in other games in ways like, I mean, when I found out Zarya had a lot of, um, abilities and things brought over from quake uh that was kind of a big surprise to me so i don't know if that's the case with baptiste at all um but obviously uh falls into a similar category as zenyatta because it's a high damage potential uh support hero that can also output a, a decent amount of healing so um definitely feels like a flex support character uh, i think we're that's kind of um, a bit of a given just kind of given the kit that, that he has but um yeah a lot of fun really really interesting and a lot of surprising interactions uh, I don't think I came anywhere near, you know, min maxing on the hero or anything like that uh, in my time playing it, but got a, a decent feel for him. Absolutely. It does seem like a hero that has a high skill ceiling. It doesn't yes. seem like a hero that you can just jump into it and immediately kind of like be good. Uh, his kit does require you to get a little bit of practice with it. And there's a lot of neat stuff that you can do. I was really surprised because I jumped straight into the PTR today. I hadn't read any patch notes or anything. I was running out of time. So I was just like, uh, before I go to work, I'd really want to check this <laughs> hero out. And I was in the middle of this match and I had played with him at least for two maps. So I was like, okay, I think I'm getting the feel, the hang for how this hero plays. And then of the blue, one of the other Baptistes just rocket jumps, this huge jump. And I'm like, oh, yeah. whoa, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> This whole time, I kept thinking to myself, like, this hero is not very mobile, but, like, it, you know, it makes sense because his healing abilities are powerful. He has something that makes you basically unkillable for, like, eight seconds. We'll get into that in a sec. But when he jumped out of nowhere, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't realize that was his, that was his passive. And let's, let's start with that ability because I thought it was pretty unique. When you crouch, if you hold your crouch for at least one second, your boots kind of charge up and the next time you jump you actually do kind of like a rocket jump you jump super super high um 
and it gives you a ton of vertical mobility with this hero. Have you tried it out? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've also seen some much better players than me uh, use it a little bit as well. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a charge scenario, right? So the longer you hold it, the the you know, higher you jump, it's not infinite. There's a cap to it. Um, you can stay in charge until, okay. You also keep the charge for one second after you stand up again. Um, so you don't have to jump from your crouched position. You do kind of maintain it for a little bit. Uh, and you can also partially, uh, charge as well to get less than max height. Um, don't know the exact max distance. Um, I know you can't start charging it when you're in the air, but you, one thing I can tell you is if you're familiar with Dorado, you know that Widowmaker sniper spot in the back on point one where you're up there? You can get Baptiste up on top of that door um, by jumping from the back. Like there's that little elevated high ground, not really high ground, but there's a little elevated platform in the back. If mm -hmm. you jump from there, you can get all the way up to that sniper high ground. Uh, so it's really, really crazy. But it's, it's relatively uh, high. It kind of reminds me of yeah. like Ash Coach Gun when you shoot her straight down. It seems like you a get more similar. Distance. You might get a little more. Okay. Yeah. I honestly it's relative, but it seems like you can at least clear the same heights mm -hmm. as you, you can with Ash. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a surprising uh you know, you know, just rocket upwards that you yeah. know. Uh you you're not really ready for it until you're used to the hero. It's definitely discerning. <laughs> you, have, you feel so slow. You're slow like Zenyatta, left to right and forward. Right. You know what I mean? All your horizontal lateral movement, all that stuff is really slow. And then all of a sudden just straight up in the sky. Just, <laughs> all right, great. Slinky. It's like a yeah, Mario where, Mario Bros jump or yeah, something. Where did Baptiste go? No one knows. <laughs> okay, great. It looks really goofy, too, because you have, like, this little slinky-looking blue thing underneath you when you jump. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 a, a very unique ability, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump into his gun, because his gun is the second most... Well, I, I don't want to say the second most interesting thing, because actually a lot of his kit is really interesting and unique. Uh, but his biotic launcher is definitely pretty interesting. It's sort of like Anna with Zarya and with like a, a hemlock if you've been playing um <laughs> apex legends <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's really really unique like you said it, it's the the three shot burst you know so it's it's uh, a different style of weapon than i think anything that's really around in overwatch right now yeah just three shots hit skin by the way um and they hit relatively hard if you hit a person twice with your three shots in the head you you can, uh, a 200 HP hero, you can basically two-clip it if you get your shots in the head. You can one-clip yeah, it with his ultimate, but we'll get into that later. It's 25 damage per bullet, and you, so you shoot three bullets. Um, and then, we, yeah, obviously you've got the headshot modifier <laughs> as well, but uh, it's it's a surprising amount of damage if you're really good at using it, for sure. It feels very much like Soldier. Um, I keep hitting shift, hoping to sprint, but it just doesn't quite work out that way. Um, but I, I always used soldier very bursty You know, I tried to fire three to four, five shots maybe, and then stop. So I was kind of trying to use a very similar gun in that way already. Mm -hmm. uh, so it feels, it feels good, but it's going to take a little getting used to. Yeah. The shooting feels good. Absolutely. Um, and he does seem pretty spammy. Like you can really put some pressure on people. They're just kind of like standing in front of you, not caring too much. But what makes it more interesting is your secondary fire doubles up as healing, kind of like Anna, but you choose whether you want to fire damage shots or you want to shoot um, healing grenades. And her, his alternative fire is a little bit more like Saria's alternative fire. It almost looks mm -hmm. like, um, like a Junkrad 
uh, shot right from his gun. It, it shoots out this little grenade. It lobs. Uh, it's a projectile. And when it lands, it splashes in a small area and heals for about 60, uh, 60 healing. It heals you 60 damage. So quite considerable, especially considering that you can spam these shots relatively quick. Yeah, he's it's a decent-sized clip for that ability as well. I really like the Zarya right-click analogy as well. It, it feels very much like that. Um, you get 10 grenades per magazine, and, and for the actual left-click, you get 45. So there's 15 shots there uh, because of the three-shot burst. And then you've got 10 shots here. Uh, it's about a two-ish meter radius on the burst for where you're getting the, the healing effect on. Uh, and one thing to note with this ability, it does not heal baptiste himself so this is not an ability you can use to defend yourself in any way um and something really unique about this gun is you've got two different magazines for each ability you've got uh it's not like uh zarya in where you use a big right. chunk of your magazine when you use it right they're completely separate but they reload at the exact same time so let's say you've got three grenades left and 15 bullets left you reload and you're back to full on both of them with one animation so uh it's it's a very unique weapon despite feeling very familiar have you have you tried this can you can you unload most of your left click without emptying it and then unload all of your right click reload and Mm -hmm. refill them both yeah, yeah, with any amount of da- um, ammo missing from either of the modes or magazines, you can reload. So, Very cool. So technically, you can unload both clips. You cannot have, like, two independent clips if you have to do any reload. Yeah, I mean, if you're like me, it's not going to matter because you're never going to remember reload, to do yeah, both of reloading. your jobs in one fight. <laughs> uh, I, I played every fight incorrectly so far that I've played with Baptiste. Either I was a DPS player in the fight or I was a healer in the fight. Um, I'm actually very seriously considering swapping left and right click on that hero specifically um, just because I need to remember that I'm a healer and it's my job to keep my <laughs> my teammates up. And, and in I, my mind... Honestly, just, it's easy to forget I'm with one. him too because you mm-hmm. can output some damage so you do feel like a DPS sometimes. Yeah, you feel like you need to, you know, finish that kill off or something like that, and it's not your job. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I would say about the gun, though, or in general about Baptiste's playstyle, is that it's going to be much like Anna. You're going to have to, like you were saying, make a clear decision of when you need to heal and when you need to damage. And if you make the wrong decision, your team is going to pay for it. Because they're gonna be relying on you, right? You're still you're still the healer in your team. And maybe you can still, you know, get away playing him in three tanks, three compositions, which honestly, he seems like he would fit into GOATs like straight up, because his abilities mesh well, he can spam healing. Um When we talk about his E, I'll talk about how I think he works in GOATs. It's it's gonna be interesting to say the least. Yeah. He works against GOATs as well, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, he definitely slots and goes and goes quite nicely. But you're gonna have to really make a decision of when you're healing and when you're not. And I think that good Baptiste down the line are gonna be good at keeping a huge amount of healing on their team with their with their um, alternative fire. While yeah, providing some cover damage, some finishing off blows as needed, right? But you you're I don't think you should be the bulk of the damage, even though you can be. I don't know if that's the right way to play him. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's going to always be uh, 
It, you know, it's not like Zenyatta where you put the orb out and you just go back to clicking heads because you've got nothing else to do. You know, you have to be actively healing with this hero. So they, they feel similar. They're going to fill similar roles, but playing them, I think, uh, is going to be very, very different for sure. Yeah, or get really good at doing both, right? Like shoot at people, yeah. then turn around, shoot at grenade, shoot at people, grenade, shoot at people, grenade. Uh, the the so awareness on. you'll need to pull that off will be astronomical, but the, <laughs> I mean, the the best players have it, right? So it, it's yeah. a, it feels like a rewarding hero to play, right? Uh, yeah, um, again, high skill yeah. ceiling, right? A lot of decisions that you have to make. Yeah, game sense and uh, you know mechanical skill wise, it's very important to be mm-hmm. good to play this hero well. Let's go into the regenerative burst, which is yeah. his shift Left ability. Shift. Yeah, the, the shift ability. Um, this is basically Baptiste's main heal for himself. Like Deathblow was saying, your alternative fire does not heal you. It's a very selfless ability. You basically are using it for the benefit of your teammates solely and not for you or to do any damage. But with the regenerative burst, this is your way if you are getting... no ganked or you need to heal up this is how you heal yourself um basically baptiste baptiste activates an intense regenerative burst that heals himself and nearby allies he has um 30 healing per second for a for a total of 150 and the cooldown is about 15 seconds so it takes about five seconds to heal the total amount it's uh healing over time and it happens in an area you cannot like shine you shine a little bit with like this like healing looking colors and everybody around you will heal for that amount again uh, i think an ability that fits very nicely in goats yeah i mean where everybody's grouped up or at least even if not goats death ball certainly right. you know even if we're back to a more traditional 222 version of it um it would be very strong and yeah it's it's your only defensive option for yourself other than killing uh, killing the person that's pressuring you um it's got about a 10 meter radius so it's surprisingly big compared to what you'd expect from an ability like that like it feels to me like it would be like you almost got to be melee range but uh, i think it's just shy of the lucio aura size um probably i think what it was didn't it get buffed recently or something like that yeah uh, I, it's, I think it's like the old the old initial resize that 10 10 meter radius yeah it's not super huge but it's definitely big enough that if people are adjacent to you they'll get it yeah yeah if you know if you're in a, a team fight and goats or death ball you're gonna usually hit everybody just mm-hmm. like lucio it's also your oh shit kind of button actually you have two oh shit buttons with this hero let's <laughs> let's go into the next one you want to introduce this one sure uh immortality field is the e ability here it's got a 20 second cooldown starting when the drone is deployed uh deploys a drone which makes it impossible to lose the last 20 percent of your hero's hp uh, as long as you're within the range if you're already below 20 percent hp you get healed up to 20 percent it lasts for eight seconds the drone can be destroyed, has, I'm not sure, about 200 to 250 HP. Uh, the drone can be hacked, which disables it immediately. And we're talking about a six meter radius. So, uh, man, this is a, a brutal one to me. This is the GOATS ability, Andres. Uh, GOATS is so focused on your ultimate, uh, you know, your ultimate combos, your, your, you know, usage of those. Imagine a world where all that HP, all that damage you do from the three ultimates you just put down, nothing happens because yeah, just everybody gets stuck at 20%. Uh, 
oops, you know, it's going to eat so many ultimates at once at times when people try to combo. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I believe it was Jeff, you know, uh, Papa Jeff Kaplan uh, was on record as saying that if you put the diva bomb in there with all the other team, the drone will die, but none of the players will die because it's at the exact same moment that the damage is dealt. So the players are immune. The drone drops. What will happen is everybody will be at 20% HP though. So then you've got to go in and clean up right away afterwards. So it's not just that the bomb wins the fight on the spot. You need to be on the ball and and you're able to do it. Um, because this, this hero here that just made the invulnerability happen also is going to do 150 over the next five seconds to everybody. So his abilities kind of work together with each other when, you know, somebody, uh, gets rid of the immortality field. But, um, right now nobody's using this ability correctly. So I have no way to judge it. Uh, nobody uh, shoots know. it to kill it. Oh, yeah. Nobody, <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I place it in stupid spots. Um, it's really interesting though, what you're going to be able to do with it, like put it around a corner or something like that. Um, uh, what did you get to, to experience with that ability? Cause there's I, like stories behind this. One. I had one, I had one play with this ability that was enough to be like, Oh my God, this thing is amazing. Um, I was playing with a bunch of Baptists and I, w- I went my creek as I wanted to see how his ult had been modified. And then at this point, you know, I charged my ult and we're in relative high ground. We're getting our asses beat. So they're kind of like pushing kind of aggressively into us. And I see this Baptiste just drop his immortality because he's about to die. And as soon as I see that, I'm like, let's go. I just jump. I just jump inside of it and immediately activate my ultimate. And sure enough, I just get like a barrage of damage my way. They just like puked all the damage they had on me. (laughs) And I just stood there like no problem. (laughs) I'm like, let's go baby. And just unloaded my whole dead eye and killed like four people. The other person, the other people like ran away and we won the point. Um, It was quite, quite nice. I'm not going to lie. So I think this ability has a ton of potential just to combo with so many things. Yeah, and you can deploy it, like, far away from you. I think the coolest play I had with it was I had a Mercy as one of my other healers. I think we were in triple heals at the time. Um, it was actually Blaze and Bob. He died on the point as Reinhardt. Um, and I just chucked the invulnerability at him. The Mercy zooms in, gets the resurrect off. Just no oh, punishment whatsoever. Nice. Zooms back over to me. Um, and it was on Paris, so, like, I was on that elevated high ground uh, in, in the beginning of point one. So, it, you know, the, the Mercy comes right back to safety like it was a really really good play um, and a really good usage of the ability so there's a lot you can do with this and I didn't even plan that like I accidentally threw the shield at it and <laughs> just saw it and went and goes that's how this is going to work and we're all like yep. okay that's a thing um, yeah it was it was a really cool play so there's, there's a lot you can do with this and I don't think we've even begun to explore it um, but it is an ability I think that will just get worse over time because we're going to be very used to dealing with it and we're going to know how to react to it and we'll see the stupid drone in the sky and we'll turn and shoot at it and right now nobody's well let's talk about that because I think it's one of the most interesting parts of this ability right it's like a super OP ability that when you first see it and start seeing its potential you're like oh my god this is insane the things that you can pull off with this thing but then as you start thinking about it more and more one the ability has a 20 second cooldown so this is basically a per fight ability like you use it once and it's that's probably it right if the fight goes on for very long you might get another use but for the most part in overwatch the after 20 seconds of engagement 
somebody has emerged victorious, right? Um, or at least your cooldowns have been blown. You've retreated. Um, their cooldowns have reset it. So I think it's going to be a one per match. It has an eight second duration, but like Deathblow was saying, you can shoot at the thing, you can destroy it, you can hack it, um, you can boop people out of it, right? It has a limited mm -hmm. radius. So it only is function or it only functions as long as people remain inside of the radius. That's the only way it protects you. As long as you're outside, you're screwed. And you can still damage them. I think that I saw some people forgetting that. And when people would throw down the invulnerability thing, they would stop attacking. And I think that it's a no-no. First of all, you should still attack at least the the thing that makes the barrier appear. How do you call it? The drone or the drone? Yeah, yeah, the drone that makes the barrier appear. You should at least be shooting at that. If it's too hard to shoot at that, you can still damage the players. So that after the eight seconds, they're not full health, but they're, you know, close to dying. Or that you can yeah. boop him off, get him out of position, and still finish him off. Um, and lastly, you can still hack it. So Sombra is actually pretty strong against Baptiste. He, he, she's quite nasty against him. Yeah, just play Roadhog, Forehead. Like, the number of right. times I did that in our games when I wasn't playing him, I would just go, and you just, there's a McCree standing there like Andres thinks, I can just use my ultimate and do whatever I want. And they just stand there, bold as brass, and all of a sudden the hook comes in, pulls him out. I mean, I did that because it happened to me, the exact same thing. I'm standing there as Batiste, like, there's nothing can kill me until you deal with that thing. <laughs> and then... Oops, big, you know, big brain play comes out of nowhere and I'm, and I'm dead. Um, so there's a lot you can do with it. And it's just what it's going to have to be and what it's going to boil down to at the end, right? Like in two months when everybody's had the hero for a while and it's not the, the new thing, it's going to be about clutch plays because yeah, 250 HP is great. But if I time it right, your diva bomb's not going to, not going to kill everybody. And that's all I care about. Your graviton combo is not going to kill everybody. And that's all I care about because I've got, my Zenyatta here ready to go for as soon as that wears off, the trans starts, you know, all those things. Um, and you're going to just get so much value by being clutch and having really good timing with it. Um, and you, the ability to counter ultimates with an E like that is just so much of potential value. It's game swingy. It's it's going to be an interesting hero, to say the least. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be an ability that you have to be a little bit greedy about and use in the clutch moment, just like you said it uh, right before the kill is about to come. It's an ability that really protects your your backline too. Your backline gets dove by anyone, right? Like you can immediately mm -hmm. just protect your Zen, your Ana, um, any of the mobile heroes, your McCree, your, your Bastion, for example. I think about Bastion comps and Baptiste seems like an amazing choice for him, right? Because he can still hang out with a Bastion, with the Orisa. Um, let's talk about his ultimate because now that we're talking about Bastion comes, <laughs> it's one of the other reasons I think is he's gonna pair up really well, not only with goats but with anti goats compositions as well. Um, why don't you introduce this one to Deathblow? Sure. Uh, Amplification Matrix is the ultimate. It projects a barrier which doubles all healing and damage projectiles uh, or bullets uh, by allies that pass through it. So it doesn't have any effect on the other team's abilities if they shoot through it. Uh, you can rotate it just like you can with a May wall, just press the, uh, the uh, button again and it'll turn. Um, size is about the height of a Reinhardt shield. It's, it's very much so less wide than that. It's, it's kind of like it a defense matrix almost in size. A, a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's very much shaped like that. Um, it does get destroyed by EMP. There's nothing to hack though. I don't think there's any way you no. can do that. Um, lasts about 
eight seconds. It's less than 10 for certain. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a really honestly crazy ability to just double everything. Think about like a Ferris sending a barrage through it, how fast people melt already with one of them. Um, flame strikes come out of nowhere for like 150 damage all of a sudden it's everything that goes through it is doubled uh and and you're just never ready for it under any circumstances it's it's pretty crazy yep uh blevins in chat saying uh we put a moira alt through it and took out king row um, <laughs> oh my god it's, it's crazy yeah it's it's very surprising you're never ready for it when it happens to you um and your team never capitalizes on it fully when it's your ability and you're using it right now right uh, but that is because weird. he just came out and nobody yeah knows what to do but the potential the audio cues nobody knows anything right it's, it's weird but i just imagine like you know a few months of him being out and some of the overwatch league guys getting their hands on this and doing it with a coordinated oh, yeah. team that can actually you know plan it and use it the way it's intended to and <clears throat> this matrix is really really scary be for two reasons it amplifies healing and damage so anything that is going through it is doubled you know if your reinhardt's getting nuked your anna if your anna's fighting through it to your reinhardt she's basically has like a permanent nade on him as long as the barrier is up uh, likewise for any damage, you know, McCree, Ultimates, Farah, Barrages, Coalescence, um, any shooting that goes through it is going to get like a huge boost. And this stacks with other boosts, right? Like yours and Yara can still put Discord's orb, Discord orbs on people. Um, I just imagine things like the Bastion Composition where he can gain the high ground. You just put the Matrix right in front of him and it, the mercy is just boosting him and you're shooting with him and your orisa is shooting with him and the amount of damage you're going to be able to pump out of this thing is going to be just insane that any static composition any shield is just going to break in like two seconds basically and it doubles your healing that goes through it right so even in like a, a composition like dive um you know you're able to just keep everybody alive that much more uh, effectively with your your right clicks your grenades um so you can use it in an emergency to like burst heal and keep your tanks alive um there's a lot of versatility to this one and it's it's honestly for my money one of the cooler uh, ultimate abilities um time will tell if the the usage ability of it you know like it might be really easy for the other team to just kind of like move away. Um, but we need to figure out, you know, where to position it. Cause if you position it and just set it up right in front of your back line, then the, where's the other team going to go? You know what I mean? Like you can kind of position yourself around it. So, uh, but then your front line can't make any use of it. So maybe it's better to put it up there so they can. Um, I don't know. We're going to have to let, let the pros figure it out. It's yeah. actual best usage and, and then and duplicate positioning, it. But. Position is going to be huge because the duration is not that long. I mean, you get eight seconds, yeah. which is, you know, enough to do some heavy damage with it. But it's not long enough for you to kind of just put it anywhere, especially because people have to shoot through it. So you have to put it in a position where people are going to be able to kind of hang out for a little bit to take like full advantage of it. Um, ideas that kind of like come to mind, it can be used, for example, when a soldier is using his visor, you just kind of mm -hmm. put that in front of him and then put your invulnerability down and you have a mega boosted soldier that is also invulnerable especially he's on high ground he can just stand up there you can do the same with mccree um you can do the same with Vera. <clears throat> um you can do the same with bastion 
what I want to know is what about compositions that are like goats? Can they take advantage of this? Like kind of Reinhardt swinging through it increases damage? Um, I don't believe so. Or a Brigitte? Um, I, I don't believe melee strikes will have anything to do with it. It does need to be a projectile or a bullet of some kind from my understanding of it. Right. I far from exhaustively tested it to, to be able to say definitively. Um, but yeah, I don't even think like a Winston left click would, would do anything extra through it, but that's mm -hmm. more likely. Um, we need some playtesting with this, yeah. but yeah, it, it does raise some questions, right? Will some heroes kind of like fall flat, like really cannot literally can't take advantage of it. Cause I mean, Reinhardt maybe with the fire strike can do it, but um, what else would he be able to use? Like if he charges through it, is this charge like boosted? <sighs> That would just be the coolest thing. Um, but my my instinct there would be no. But my instincts have been wrong more than often. Right, we've never had Overwatch an ability like before. Um, I think it's going to be interesting too. You know, an ability like this, like you said, it's got such a short duration. Um, you know, do you know offhand the exact number a Widowmaker headshot does? A uh, hundred and fifty when it's fully charged. Three hundred to the head. 300 to the head so 600 damage for a headshot surprise from a Widowmaker. like maybe you just time it like the reinhardt shield you break it go and then your widow hits the headshot on the reinhardt and you're talking about a one-shot kill there um so maybe we're going too deep with this worrying about all these crazy combos what if it was just just put an ash one, bu a widow. one bullet one skull and here you go it's it's over for the uh you know the, even the roadhog yeah chat chat chiming in that's enough to kill a roadhog with one headshot uh orissa too that's she's yeah, got that's, the biggest head that's box so in the world. scary that's so scary dude because that those are numbers that a composition like quadruple dps that already is a composition that you know give can give goats a hard time you get quadruple dps and then you add a healer that can also damage up by on range and boost abilities like this um and you you're getting some like potential damage like tank killing abilities right here just from pure damage yeah yeah it's it's going to be very interesting uh think about what reaper's doing to tanks in your games right now if if you place that exactly perfectly for him uh he'll still be close enough to just i mean what's going to be two clicks on a winston and he's done like that's that's it probably if you if you're close and through the the barrier again that's might be, you know, what we like to call magical Christmas land sometimes, you know, where just every, everything works out and everything's great. And my, my Baptiste is perfect and my right Reaper was positioned perfect. But Although um, it does seem hey. to me like this ability is going to be better on ranged heroes, right? Because just think about like the vantage perspective that ranged heroes has. As long as you have range, you can keep your position relatively still while still covering a large area. Like if you have... Uh, a, a big sightline with Widowmaker, it only takes you a sm small movement of your mouse to cover the entire point, for example. Well, if you're up close, you know, sometimes you have to do 180s or turn around like very abruptly to change your positioning to match the hero. So I think that this ability is really going to lose a lot of his use up close. So he, I, I don't know if heroes like Reaper are going to be able to take full advantage of it, especially if they're fighting on the point. I guess... You could use it kind of like a kind of like Winston does on his shield. Like you can start dancing around it and kind of like trying to shoot through it, and they kind of have to go away from it. But that's gonna require some mechanical skill on the on behalf of the Reaper. Well, if you're using a ranged hero, they can just kind of like 
put the matrix in front of them, almost like a window. So they're just peeking through the window and shooting. I think that's going to be... Those heroes are going to have an easier time taking advantage of the full eight seconds. I don't know. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah. Um, you, you're you talking about just how it affects the backline more, right? I just want to make sure I understood. Yeah, how the backline can make better use of the matrix. Yeah. And, you know, the frontline's use of it can just be, hey... I'm getting healed twice as effectively by everything <laughs> right, my backline's right. doing. Like it doesn't have to be a, a you know damage output benefit for them. They're just going to receive kind of that passive benefit of my healers are, are twice as effective as well. So um, definitely uh, something that you know Zenyatta right click orbs going through it, things like that. Like I, I think we might not be done with triple support because of Baptiste because he brings so much from the damage side as well. Although uh, it keep, if they keep making the heroes like unit. Baptiste, I'm okay with triple support. Oh yeah, uh, I mean I like goats now. <laughs> I'm really enjoying the meta at the moment. Um, so I'm the wrong guy to, to you know complain to goats to, about too. But um, yeah, it's going to be really really interesting. The kind of ways this opens up the game and the way this might redefine the way we think of team compositions, uh, very similar to what Brig did. You know, this is another hybrid hero. Um, Brig was a hybrid hero. Uh, This is just a different kind of hybrid. And I think it only adds another dimension and another layer of depth to the game and, and gives teams and players just more options to both fill additional roles, right? Because now you're, maybe your damage dealers now flex a little bit more into support because they still have a guy that has like soldier 76's gun at least. So they feel like they can defend themselves. Like that's why I hate mercy. Cause I'm playing a first person shooter and I don't get a gun. Uh, it's just, that's, <laughs> that's not fun. I don't want to get dove by a Winston. If I'm not allowed to have my gun out, that's not, that's not okay with me. Um, and so players that think along those lines, maybe have another option they can go to where they're comfortable. Totally agreed. Well, I think that that'll do it for the discussion of Baptiste. Uh, I'm sure that we'll be bringing him the show a lot more. This is just a quick glance at what the hero can do. Obviously, nobody has unlocked his true potential, and I cannot wait for all the Reddit memes and crazy you know, videos are going to start popping up with his abilities uh, pretty soon. Your boy Dogman just started a Baptiste stream, so we'll have to catch the vod of that. Ooh, He's somebody that might, yeah. might do crazy for it. So. Yep, yep, yep. The streams are rolling in, boys. <laughs> so stay tuned because I'm sure there's a lot of news coming out from the Zero in the upcoming weeks. All right. Baptiste didn't come alone, though. Baptiste came with a flurry of patch notes that Blizzard has kind of been keeping to themselves. They're really quiet about all of these and just kind of like unloaded them all with uh, Baptiste. <laughs> so I think that they wanted to make a splash with this patch they didn't want to just be like hey new hero but you know new hero and these are some of the stuff that we've been working on some of these look really interesting they've been going back and some changes that they've made um for a lot of the heroes let's start with some general updates again more modifications for armor beam type damage is now reduced by 20 percent when hitting armor Damage over time effects are no longer mitigated by armor. And the developer comments says damage taken by armor from damage over time effects such as Widowmaker Venom Mine and beam weapons like Symmetra, Photon Projector vary varied greatly. Now it will be more consistent and predictable. Uh interesting change. I don't know what why they felt like this change needed to be done. But basically, damage over time effects are going to be a little bit more similar to beam type damage that also sort of happens over time. 
I guess they want to make it more predictable for armor heroes to kind of, you know, anticipate how much damage they're going to be taking from these sources. Is that what do you think is going on here? Uh, I think this is all part of the assault on goats to get it out of the meta. And I think it's a oh. very small, small part of Did it. Did we lose DB? Can you not hear His me? camera froze over here. Oh. Oh, no. DB, where are you going? Why you leave me like this? <laughs> well, keep going through some of the updates and hopefully he'll join us in a second over here. Oh, is he back? Maybe. Let's go into damage boost category. The damage boost is now applied when a projectile is fired rather than when it hits a target. Another big change over here. This was, uh, oh, are you back? I think I'm back. You tell me. Okay, yeah, you're back. I can hear you. So I, th I, I, I thought back. I was here the whole time. I could hear you. Everything was, was golden. Okay, sorry about that. No worries, no worries. What do you think about the change to armor before we move on to damage boost? I think it's just all part of their assault on goats. <laughs> I think it's a very, very small part of their assault on goats. Um, this is where I become very uncomfortable with predicting what the impact is of these things because all the armor calculations happen at a level of, of consciousness in the game that's that's not in my you know happening in my brain while I play it. Um, so I, I just think they you know armor wasn't working in a way that was healthy for the game previously. Uh, they still want it to be. Part Part of the game it's crucial i think to their design plan going forward as they unveil you know this hero and, and ones to come down the line uh, they want to still have that as a, a tool in their kit to use when they make heroes uh, but they needed it to work differently and they wanted to do it in small moderations and small um waves so that way they didn't just you know break the game in some unforeseen way um but yeah i think this is just kind of the last salvo at just bringing armor to a place where people understand it it's not kind of affecting the way uh they're able to develop heroes and, and think about the game going forward yeah it was getting a little bit out of hand especially with uh so many abilities that are able to give you armor for for a little bit there it was like whoa 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 let's move to damage boost damage boost is now applied when a projectile is fired rather than when it hits a target so when you like mercies for example would be flying with the Pharah, the Pharah would shoot a projectile, and right before the projectile would hit, the Mercy would sometimes damage boost the Pharah, and he would boost the rocket, right, that had been fired even before the damage boost was applied. This is no longer the case, and now the damage boost is applied as the rocket is leaving the gun, and this applies for every other hero as well, and for any damage boost, not only Mercy's, right, this applies for... Um, uh, Orisa. Orisa... Is gonna, I'm, I'm guessing this is going to apply to but Baptiste as well in his Matrix. Um, nano boost. Nano boost. Every ability that kind of boosts your damage like that. Maybe not Baptiste because that's only going to take effect when it passes through the oh, Matrix. Oh, yeah. I guess he has to pass through the Matrix. So, yeah, that'll be an interesting an interesting one. But there's definitely a couple examples. Mm -hmm. And knockback has been changed as well. Now, flying characters can be knocked back and slow. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed this before, but if a flying Mercy, and by what I mean flying is a, a Mercy that is using her guardian angel to fly towards another person gets booped, the booped is almost ignored, right? Like Mercy just kind of continues her path. Um, and this change basically makes it so that it's more logical, right? If you boop the Mercy, you're going to knock her off her path. She's going to go 
backwards. She's going to slow down a little bit. She, you can in interrupt her midway. So I think a great change for heroes that can boop, not a great change for heroes that had sort of this movement in vulnerability set into their abilities. Yeah, it's something I haven't experienced yet myself, so I'll kind of reserve judgment on it for now. Uh, I don't play a lot of heroes that fly, so I don't really, um, you know, have a frame of reference. I did spend a little time on Mercy um, in the Moth meta as a support player, so I could definitely see it being impactful and and. I never realized it at the time, but now that you mention it, you're 100% correct. I mean, I could shift wherever I wanted, and nothing ever knocked me off track. So uh, it'll be interesting. Like, maybe, like, a Zarya right-click could, like, really set a Mercy off and, like, keep her from getting a Resurrect. There's there's a lot of things that can come into play when you're you're talking about changes like this. And, well, definitely uh, make a Mercy yeah. thing twice before she Guardian Angels yeah. through a bunch of enemies, right? Which it does happen often. Sometimes the Mercies have no respect because they know they can just beeline through all of them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We also have sound. A new sound plays when you land a hit while damage boosted. A new sound plays when you land a hit, but it doesn't do any damage. Very interesting. I wonder if when they say doesn't do any damage they mean by like baptiste right well i think he brought the necessity of it in i'm trying to think of another instance where you wouldn't because when you damage. when you hit shields it makes a very specific damage barrier damage is a thing so yeah, that would be the various damage sound and then um so i'm guessing yeah yeah this is going to be like when there's any sort of invulnerability maybe yeah um, maybe you shoot a trancing zen or when you know when mercy revives somebody they are like invulnerable for like a few seconds or like a half a second or something when they before they start moving yeah do they stop the bullet i thought so i don't know i don't know well we will we'll have to test it but now there's a new sound when you shoot at somebody and for some reason it doesn't do any damage um it'll make a sound and this is not like when it doesn't do any damage due to a bug or something but in instances of the game where you know they're invulnerable for whatever reason, like we were yeah, talking about. When you land a hit, yeah, but don't do any damage. So, because these sounds do make a difference, um, and I don't know if you guys have been familiar with this, but when we make a headshot, that sound is much different than when you hit a body shot, and it's a very satisfying sound. It's that ding. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Overwatch specifically is one of the best audio games I've ever played as far as the importance of it, the accuracy of it, um, and just the, the finesse with which it's done. And I've got to tell you, I noticed these sounds, but they did, they weren't disruptive. I had to like go, okay, let's listen for, I really want to hear exactly what that sound effect is, mm -hmm. but I also, when I didn't know it, I go, oh, that's the one. You know what I mean? Like the first time you hear it, when you first noticed it, mm -hmm. you're like, that's okay. I didn't do any damage. Like it, it definitely was pretty intuitive to me that that's what was going on. Um, but all that's true. And I couldn't even remotely begin to tell you what it sounds like or what it's, how it's different. Right. Um, so it just very much blends into the game. And that tells me they did a really, really good job with it because right. I could, I could detail, I could detect the difference. I could experience something different you can and tell, also not even notice it. Right. You can tell the impact of your bullets just by the sound. And that is huge, right? Like mm -hmm. if you were to take the barrier sound out, like when you shoot a barrier, the sound that it makes, I'm, like it would be confusing. I bet a hundred percent that you'd be like am i hitting them 
or am I hitting the shield in certain occasions? Um, and the sound makes it a little, a little more, a little easier to interpret in the heat of the moment. Let's get to some of the changes that are happening to the heroes because we are um, running a little bit short on time. Uh, we were going to talk about Paris today, but just briefly. So let's just go through some of these heroes' changes real quick. Anna, nano boost heal reduced from 300 to 250. So already doing some reversions here. Um, the, the healing is still going to be quite a big chunk. It's still going to top off any 200 or less HP hero, but a little bit less effective on tanks. It's still going to be a quite a quite a big chunk. At least half of their health is going to be regenerated, but not not as not as much as before 50 health less what do you think it's definitely going to change interactions and how things work but it's not a change i think you're really going to feel um unless you're very very in tune with your character but i don't think like your average overwatch player in silver to even masters is really going to um notice a big difference with this ability uh but it will obviously you know impact individual fights and things like that but um right. it'll feel behind the scenes <laughs> and affect play rate but it's not going to be a game changer if you're using the hero yeah and the developer comment is basically saying giving the heal to the nano boost made ns ultimate a little bit more valuable but we need to make it a slightly less effective for large health pools. So I think they were noticing that it was just too good when the health pool was large, right? Being able to top off a tank and giving the ability to go hand in hand next to you is, is, is huge. Let's go into Doomfist. Doomfist is getting some love after that huge nerf that he got. His rising uppercut is being reduced from 7 seconds to 6 seconds. His uh, seismic slam, again, 7 seconds to 6 seconds. So even though his abilities got nerfed, he's going to be able to get him a second sooner, which for players that really like Doomfist, I think that this one second actually makes a huge difference for guys like Chipsa, the known Doomfist players has been in the show a couple times. Um, this is going to allow him to be so much faster in the battle and spread your cooldowns a little easier, be able to get your cooldowns right at the end when you need to clutch him. Because this this two seconds that you get from two abilities are actually quite meaningful in his chain of cooldowns. If you've ever played Doomfist at a relatively high level, what do you think of these? Yeah, full disclosure, there is not a hero in the game that I'm worse at or understand less than Doomfist. <laughs> if, there, if there is, it's Genji. Um, so... I'm not very qualified to tell you how I think this will impact the hero. Uh, I think he was just such a problem in the stunlock meta that he, you know, that caused him to get nerfed before uh, that they just needed to absolutely remove him uh, from the meta game for a little while to get things back to a, a more enjoyable state where main tanks were allowed to exist and play the game while playing the game um and now they're just trying to walk that back a little bit they're just trying to bring the hero back in line with something that's maybe an option and dive and on a specific map where there's a lot of you know barriers you can knock people back into that sort of thing uh, i don't expect we're going to fall back into a doomfist meta but like i said what do i know yeah and all these changes do seem like they're targeted at chipping away a little bit more at goats and trying to bring some of the heroes that can have fallen out of favor a little bit back in nothing is super drastic but everything is just kind of like a little tightening it feels right yeah small uh, iterations on things uh, the 
crazy impact of, of a lot, you know, the smallest change can have across a metagame uh, is very surprising. It's a huge challenge for game balancing. And everybody always thinks like, oh, we can just delete this hero. And, you know, all the, all the proposals that get thrown around, like they're fun conversations to have, but 99% of what gets brought up as proposed solutions aren't actually viable solutions to anything so um you know it's it's got to be baby steps when they make changes like this uh, and hopefully you know we get things a little bit more balanced out because we, we want to see these high skill cap you know pog champ plays and individual performances um on the overwatch league stage and and i think people are are ready to see something new in their comp games as well absolutely next up is hanzo this is not a big one sonic arrow Detection radius increased from 7 to 9 meters, so you basically have a little bit more area of effect when you throw your Sonic Arrow. Quality of life change, um, good for Hanzo, good for teams that want to run Hanzo. It's definitely not going to change his gameplay drastically, um, not at all. Uh, I think it's a small change for him. Let's move on to Lucio. Sonic Amplifier, Sunwave now counts towards offensive assists. Again, another change that is not too huge. Um, He's OP now. Yeah, rejoice, rejoice uh, <laughs> Lucio mains. You're going to have a higher uh, offensive assist count from now on. Taking your cards, Zenyatta player. Yeah. <laughs> McCree, McCree is getting some interesting changes. Fan yes. the Hammer, they're walking it back a little bit. Damage reduction from 55 to 50. <laughs> it just seems like they can't find a happy medium for this ability. How many times has Fan the Hammer damage has been changed now? It's like four times already? Something like that. I don't know. This is the first time where it... I don't know. He was in a really good spot. I don't, I don't even know how I feel about this change. But overall, Fan the Hammers, I don't think the ability you want highlighted on McCree, right? Um, you don't ideally want him to just shred tanks and, and take people out with fan roll fan. Uh, it's, it's not the highest skill cap maneuver you can do. Um, when Mick right click is a thing, I can play McCree and I can't really play McCree. I mean, I'm like, I'm okay, <laughs> but I'm not anywhere near what I'm at in my main roles or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, it's, one of the got to be one of their most challenging abilities to kind of balance and, and work with just judging by how often they've changed it. The next change that he has, though, it's a little bit more interesting. Deadeye damage per second increase from 275 to 550 after locking into targets for 2.5 seconds. So quite a big leap in damage at the 2.5 seconds mark. Let's read some of the comments that they say. After reducing armor effectiveness for all heroes, Fan the Hammer doesn't need to deal quite as much damage. Increasing Deadeye's damage after being locked on for a bit makes it more effective when attacking high health static targets like barriers and heroes with over 600 health. It will now impact how dangerous it is for heroes under 600 health. And this change is really interesting because as, as a McCree player myself, in the GOATS meta, several times... Well, I've been able to just stand holding my Deadeye, just looking at them in the eyes. And there's nothing that they can do, right? Like sometimes they can do defense matrix against you. But as long as you're playing safe and playing around the D.Va after she's the mech, you can just kind of like do the find the hammer, uh, not find the hammer, but Deadeye. And what ends up happening a lot of the time is that these heroes have so many shields, so many barriers and such a big health pool 
that some of them will just stand there behind the Reinhardt barrier. The the Saria is like, I'm cool. I got my shield too. Um, and everyone's just kind of like sitting there. And even though I've held it almost till it's about to run out, which is supposed to be when you have the most damage available to you, fired it and still only broken like one shield. Maybe the Reinhardt shield breaks and that's about it. And it feels bad because in other metas, when you used to do that, not only would you break the Reinhardt shield, but you would kill the people that at least one or two that were behind the Reinhardt. Because I don't know if you guys know how this works, but the longer you hold it, the damage just keeps adding up and adding up to the point where you're dealing like 600, 700 damage per shot. Which And if that's getting blocked by a barrier, you're breaking that barrier in like three shots. And then the next three shots are going through. Uh-huh. And you target that everybody in a sequence as well. So you and you actually shoot at them one at a time. So that's why you kill people behind the shield after it breaks, because like the third shot breaks the shield, and then the fourth and the fifth targets on the priority list are the ones that die. Exactly. But if those fourth and fifth uh targets just happen to be super high health targets who maybe also have a shield, um, you might not get that kill. And it is what it was happening, and it feels bad to hold an, an entire dead eye not have anything happen to you and then still not get any kills, right? While having them kind of stand in front of you. Yeah. And your story earlier about how I saw my Baptiste when I was on McCree use his, uh, invulnerability pro or drone or whatever it is. Um, and you threw it down. So let's say, you know, you've got after 2.5 seconds, you're talking about 550 damage per second. If you wait the entirety of your invulnerability, right, and just charge up that entire time, each shot will deal 3,025 damage at the end of like the five and a half seconds that you have of just charging up there. Um, so that first shot kills the 2000 HP Reinhardt shield and puts a thousand damage into Reinhardt's brain. Uh, <laughs> I don't know for sure that it will stop the, you know what I mean? I don't know if the bullet will pass through the shield no, and no, hit the Reinhardt. It, it so. doesn't, it, it breaks the barrier, but it, but it doesn't go through. Okay, so it does stop the bullet. Yeah. So now you're talking about five people behind the Reinhardt that are dead instead of two after the fourth bullet broke it, you know? Um, so it's a much more impactful change, and you're never going to need to hold it that long either because who's right. got 3,025 HP? That's the Nobody. best part of the change. Now if you hold it for the bare minimum, 2.2, 2.5 seconds, you're still doing 550 damage per hit and if you have six shots that you know you do the math that's over 3,000 damage total um which is still significant enough that that lucio is gonna feel it you're gonna be able to break the shield with four shots after 2.5 seconds from a full full health shield granted he hasn't taken any damage on it before which is probably not very realistic but those two or three shots are gonna go through hopefully they're land on the lucio or the senada or the brigitta um, you'll break her shield too, pretty much with one shot. So even if you don't get that many kills, you're depleting all of her shields in 2.5 seconds. So definitely a little boost there for McCree. Yeah, talking it out, it sounds what it sounds like to me is the shortest charge possible now for a Medeti will be um, 
the same equivalent to the longest charge possible on the old one. Like kind of, that's the way we've described it. And that's probably the way it's going to feel like I actually haven't had any McCree's in my games uh, on PTR. I, I didn't get to play too many, but um, definitely a, a crazy change, possibly the, the most impactful, Yeah, uh, at least in breaking up the goats meta. Now maybe a protect the McCree goats or something like that, like something not goats, but that people will call goats anyways. Uh, we'll see a bunch of play. So. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. All right. Uh, let's run through the rest of them real fast because we actually have a few to go too. May and the Thermic Blast. Primary fire damage increased from 2.25 to 2.75. Uh, 45 to 55 damage per second. So the little spray is going to deal a little bit more damage. Ice wall health reduced from 500 to 400. I think that this is just a slight touch up to May, honestly. This is basically saying, hey, use your endothermic blaster instead of your right click a little bit more uh, especially at close range and your wall is a little bit too strong especially um, against compositions that don't have a lot of ways to deal with it so let's reduce the health a little bit and make it so that people can burst it down because 400 health like that's actually quite manageable yeah, it's it's not crazy. Wall's gonna have some counterplay to it, but um, I'm wondering if we talk about May, do we lend her power and make people want to play her? I'm trying to decide if we should have just skipped this. Entire <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it's gonna be huge changes, honestly. Her strengths right now are coming from the right click and the wall, and both of those are getting a little touch up. Not too much though. The the, the left click damage might be significant at lower sr tiers like it might actually make the hero a little bit more deadly for people that are kind of like misusing it anyways mm -hmm. um you should still probably just be right clicking all the time yep all right moira biotic grasp heal over time duration increased from three to four total healing increased from 50 to 65 Moira was never bad at healing. I don't understand this change. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Uh, it's great for Moira. You're going to be a little more effective with your energy or whatever the whatever the resource is officially called. I don't I don't even know. I just know what I call it when I'm playing with my friends, and I'm not going to say that on a podcast. So, um, yeah, it's just not going to be a, a big high impact change here for the hero. Yeah, just a little bit more healing output on her yeah. spray, basically. Orissa, Fusion Driver, movement speed penalty while firing reduced from 50% to 30%. Uh, this is really nice for Orissa players, actually. It reminds me of old D.Va when she was super, super slow while shooting her primary fire. And now she's rather okay. She's She definitely slows down a little bit, but it's not, like, terrible. Um, same with Orissa, because when she's firing, you do feel, like, really punished, right? She's already a super slow hero, um, firing with her feels really slow. Yeah, it's hard to imagine that you would like. I don't know. I don't know that I ever tried to move when actually firing with Orisa before. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe it'll be worth trying now. And the developer comments are basically stating that they wanted to make it easier for is that for Orisa to be able to push with the team. This is not so much of a change for the static Orisa when she's just posted on like the high ground helping out the team just fire down, but it's more of a change of when your team is pushing in and Orisa wants to keep contributing, you know, to spam damage and some of the pressure, um, moving at 50% speed, like they're just going to leave you behind basically. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, 
I think it was Jane or I'm trying to remember who said it best. I don't know. This, this these aren't my words, but like the head, her head is still the size of a planet, though, right? Like it's just not, another one of these changes that doesn't fix the actual problem with the hero, but maybe. You don't always have to fix a problem with a hero. I don't know. Right? I don't like, have a problem are with Arissa. Have flaws and... Yeah, she seems fine to me, to be honest. She feels the role that she needs to fill. Yeah, I don't know that I want a meta where she's like a must pick, like a no, runner, no, no, no. for instance, been in the she past. She definitely has some very clear uses, and in certain maps, she's an amazing pick for certain strategies. And I like her that way, you know? that I think that more heroes should be like that. <laughs> Yeah. Moving on to Farah, rocket launcher, minimum explosion damage increased from 16.25 to 20. So I'm guessing this is like right at the edge of the explosion when you can take the minimum amount possible from her uh, rockets. It's now 20 instead of 16. Yeah, people, they, they just threw in this very small buff. Uh, to make you forget the fact that the existence of Baptiste is probably not very good for a hero like Farah. Um, and I think overall the net changes in this patch, uh, the next one we're going to talk about especially, uh, just are, are going to make things a little a little tough for Farah. So uh, it's going to feel worse to play Farah, not better, despite the fact that there's <laughs> a bit of a buff. Uh, soldier, soldier got a lot of changes. Pulse rifle damage increased from 19 to 20, so a slight buff there. Sprint delay before you can fire the weapon after using sprint reduced from 0.5 seconds to 0.3 seconds. I think this is actually a quite a big change. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tactical visor can target rip tire and immortality field. Interesting. Yeah, aimbot uh, for rip damage. tire. <laughs> yeah, 20, 20 damage per bullet from the pulse rifle was deemed. Way too much at one point, and we got brought down to 19. Well, that was uh, before was... everybody played tanks and healers all the way. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. And before armor was everywhere and all these things. But um, it's a very different game than it was back then. This is much like um, McCree's Fan the Hammer before was like so busted that everything revolved around the McCree uh, when it was at 55 damage before. That's not what happened when we got it this time. So uh, this isn't going to suddenly make Soldier 76 a must pick like he was forever ago um sorry to fans of defran i still don't think it's going to be like necessarily an overwatch league hero but it's going to have more viability and things like that and i think uh lower sr tiers uh, i think soldier is going to be a fine pick instead of kind of a throw pick like he is right now um but the sprint change is, I think you identified a very, very big deal as well. Uh, it used to be like, oh, I caught a soldier sprinting in a, in a position where I can get to him. I'm going to punish that. And now he just stops and shoots you and he like, it's fine. It, it's, it feels very, very fast, even though it's only a 0.2 second difference. Um, it's very noticeable. Making it to 0.3 seconds basically makes it so that the player can react immediately to you. And bas- basically, as he notices you, he can start shooting at you because... That's close to what, you know, people can react to anyway. Um, So it's, I mean, people can probably react slightly faster than that, but um, that's what I'm saying. Before you reacted and there was a slight delay between your reaction and when the bullets actually started coming out, if you were sprinting, this makes it a little closer to like the second you realize you get a shoot, you can do it even if you were cut um, mid sprint which I think is pretty big. And Soldier is already a hero that really good soldiers abuse his repositioning and he his um, speed that he can do it just by sprinting a lot, right? Um, 
he's one of those heroes that you can shoot, run, shoot, run, shoot, run. You're constantly on the way. Some soldiers end up in like the back line running away from people and you're kind of self-sufficient with soldiers. So sometimes you can get away with doing that sort of thing and that'll just make it even easier to keep doing this. So they're definitely trying to bring soldier all back into the meta with all the changes that they've done to him. They He's been away for so long and such a subpar pick compared to other heroes for so, such a long time that I think um, they really want to bring him back. Because, you know, he's one of the main heroes lore-wise, and he's been abandoned uh, meta-wise for a while. Yeah. It's time for his redemption tour. Possibly. Redemption. All right. Sombra hack. Cooldown is reduced by half when hacking a health pack. Thank the Lord. I've been playing so much Sombra, and there's nothing worse than wanting to hack a health pack, but just ignoring it because the enemy team is you know, next door and you might as well just save the hack for the Reinhardt or anything else. This change basically makes it so that you can hack health packs and players. You won't have to like choose so hard unless like the fight is literally happening right at that second. Yeah, kind of probably pretty impactful in Sombra matchups, like Sombra against Sombra. Um, thinking like Route 66, now your uh, defensive Sombra is just going to have both of the Megas hacked. No matter what you do, you're not getting one of them. Um, you re basically weren't before anyways, but uh, it's just going to make it that much easier for the defensive Sombra, and it might make offensive Sombra on a point like Route 66, which was before was very viable, if not you know really, really good, uh, is now potentially just going to be completely countered by the presence of one on the defensive side. So it, it could change quite a bit in some spots, I think. But For sure. A big deal overall. Uh, Torbjorn, base health increased by 50 armor, 250 maximum health. So he actually has a little bit more health, a little bit tankier. Um, I, I, I think that's fair. He's... You know, very easy to hit. His head is kind of big for his body already. Uh, he's very immobile for a you know for a hero in Overwatch, um, and you basically can only get aggressive with him when your berserker mode is on. How do you call that? Um, your overload. Overload. Yeah, your when your overload is on. That's the only times you can get like kind of aggressive with him and get out of position. So this gives him a little bit more leeway, I think, to be able to to fight there and um armor gain reduced from 150 to 100 from the overload so basically they took they took 50 health from the overload and put in his basic health and when he goes into overload he'll he'll still have the same amount of health as before yeah and it is armor for whatever that means for however armor works nowadays it's hard enough to keep track of um i, I still think torb is just going to be a fringe hero like this is a, a readjustment that's probably welcome but it doesn't like a lot of these other changes, it doesn't change the flaw of the hero. Right. You know but I mean? but then it's again, just... I think this is, Torbjorn is in the same boat as Orisa. Like, do we want Torbjorn in every game? I think that he's yeah. just fine as a kind of like a niche pick. I like what mm -hmm. I like it when the friend picks it in a map and everybody goes crazy. I, I'm okay with having like that kind of hero. You know, like that. Did you ooh. like it when it was? Did you like it when it was map five and you guys lost? Point three on point three on map five and you lost. Did you like it then? That's... Well, I, I, I like it so much then, but you know, it's so fun. It's so fun. It's exciting. It. It's exciting. It is, it is fun. It would be hard. It was only fun for me as not a fan of Atlanta, just like a you know a passive whatever. They're fun to watch. Um, but if you're rooting for them, that would have driven me nuts. I'd have been so angry. Oh god! But I I have trust in my team. <laughs> All right, we're getting to the finish line over here. Widowmaker, Infrasight, very interesting change. 
reveals enemy health bars and now is cancelled on death. And I don't know, this is an interesting change. I welcome it personally. It gives some counterplay to the Widow. So if you kill her, you end her ultimate and now you can be safe again. But honestly, most Widows, while well, they have Infrasight, if you're dying as a Widow with your Infrasight on, like you, you messed up somewhere along the way, right? Because you can see everything. If anybody's trying to get to you, um, you should be able to run away easily. Or if a Widow is trying to hunt you, you should have the first shot on her. So at one point you messed up if your Infrasight um, is up and you die with it. That being said, the revealed enemy health bars for your entire team is quite interesting, especially for focus fire. What do you think of this? Uh, it's it's great. Um, I think even just for a widow on her own, it's a very impactful thing. You see the best widow makers hit the headshot and then go into SMG mode, even from really far away, because they have a very intuitive understanding of this is how much damage I just dealt, and now I can I can just finish it with any you know just light dusting of damage. Um, so it's definitely going to be really impactful. I think canceling it on death is great too. You're not going to just pop it like if if you're going about to die on Widowmaker and you know it because the Genji in your face and you're doomed and you want to switch heroes you don't just like it doesn't do you any good to just pop it anymore so um i like that there's a give and a take to this uh or as we like to call it on high noon a birth um so yeah i, I don't know i like that there's there's a little bit of both to it um but it's overall probably better for you know the Widowmaker and and for her side than the opposite i hadn't thought about that but yeah there's no more Shoot, I'm about to die, so let me pop Infrasight so that at least my team has an advantage. Right, in this my team's fight. better off in this fight. While yep, I'm exactly. dead, yeah, there's no more of that. If you're dead, you or if you think you're going to die, you might as well just save it. Yeah. Uh, last one, Wrecking Ball. Adaptive Shield no longer cancels roll mode, so nice quality of life change for Wrecking Ball. is definitely going to keep it super mobile. Uh, not that he wasn't already, but now there's no gaps in between. You can basically roll by and use your shield. You don't have to come out of it, which I think was a particular weakness that he had. If you just wanted to like knock back some people, but kind of like go into the middle of the fray to do so, you had to put on your shield, right? Or you're going to take a shitload of damage. Now you can kind of do like a, a drive-by, right? Get your shields and still be in a safe place. Yeah, uh, I've been trying to continually work on my wrecking ball a little bit um, just because I've been picking up the main tank role some and, and you need to be able to flex onto that at least competently at times. And there's times it just wins fights. So it's a, it's a very, I think, underrated hero at the moment in the current meta. Um, and I think this does help a lot. Um, for your high-end players, it's not a big deal because you were just you know instantly going right back into roll mode. But it did, I think you know, take some momentum away from you to come out of it like that. It was, it was definitely a, a non-zero um, cost to using the ability. Uh, and now you won't have that. So I think Wrecking Ball is only going to get a little bit stronger uh, and maybe be seen a little bit more, which I think is great because just one of the coolest, funnest, I think, heroes that we have around, despite how annoying just somebody, you know, spinning around in circles <laughs> on the point can be. To a certain extent, that's also hilarious. Yeah, that's also I, quite I like fun. It. I, I like it, helping it, it has some cutter play. Bit. Like, you know, you have stars and you have ways to deal with it. So mm -hmm. it's not it's not terrible. But yeah, that'll do it for all the changes we have in the patch. Uh, lots of changes. 
like we said, most of them are little tight adjustments, a little tightening of the game. We'll see how this effect goes. I think that the new hero and some of these changes are definitely going to have an impact on it. I don't think that Blizzard is trying to obliterate goats. I think that they like goats. And honestly, it's like what you're saying, DB. Goats has improved quite a bit. And honestly, it has its appeal. I've, been, I've learned to enjoy it too. And it is, it is at a point where it has some counterplay. There's some strategies that are pretty diverse. It's incentivizing some ways that Overwatch had never been played before. Um, and I think with some time, maybe we can have it as a composition that is solid but not the end-all be-all in every map like it is right now. And we're, we're slowly getting there, so it, it feels good. That only, it's already like out of King of the Hill already. Right, King of the Hill, Goats is... I mean, you, you they play it a little bit in there, but it's not like the strongest composition a, in it. Right, a, a couple points, you know, here or there, but you still have like your Orisa comps on Ilios well. Right, and, and it's sometimes the like stubborn that. teams that are really good at Goats that they might as well yeah. just play it because they're just really good at it. Yeah. Um. That being said, the only change that I still want in this game is Blizzard, please, if you're listening, give us a ping system. Just straight up <laughs> copy it from Apex. Don't, no, there's no need to change anything. Just copy it and put it into your game. That thing is so fantastic and could be so great in Overwatch. Maybe just have your middle mouse button always say, I need healing. If you're <laughs> that's, a, that's a start. It brings us a little closer. It happened to me the other day. I have, my, I have my ultimate actually bound to the middle mouse button in Overwatch. And the mm -hmm. other day, I, I think I was playing with you guys. <laughs> and I had been playing Apex right before. And then I go into the game and I try pinging people and I just explode my emp and i'm like oh no that's not what i meant to do i was trying to tell you guys they were behind the train i keep trying to slide oh yeah <laughs> that too. i'm just crouching everywhere i go when i'm trying to go as fast as i possibly can all of a sudden i'm crouch walking and it's like what are you doing yeah, stop pulling, pulling up your emotes menu your emotes wheel <laughs> all right guys uh i wanted to talk about paris but we are a little bit over time already and it wouldn't do it any justice just as an introductory uh paris 2cp map we've played it a little bit and it seems really really fun um definitely some interesting additions to a 2cp map uh, not similar to some of the other ones but some of the points resemble a control point like the last one kind of resembles a control point to me the first one's a very open kind of like a anubis like almost style of point um but so Widowmaker playground yeah 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 but i mean that's her that's her hometown so might as well yeah. be how what do you think about paris before we close it out uh it looks a lot of fun it's got just a ton of elements to me that feel like they come directly from other maps um which i really like that i like it feels like a, a jigsaw puzzle where you kind of like mixed a couple map you know maps together and just kind of put it together but it it also you know from an art perspective is very beautiful um has a very unique feeling from that but like like you said point one has the anubis high ground uh Point two has a very um, horizon lunar colony feel to me. You know, the high ground's not as high, but it's it's very similar to that as as I play it or I've played it so far. Um, just yeah, a lot of a lot of different things here and there. Um, the big choke point on point one, I think, is is 
very uh, like a lot of other maps as well. Um, it's it's a very Blizzard map, but I, I love the game mode. I've had a lot of fun getting to play it so far. Um, I think it's going to be very fun to watch and play. Uh, it's and, it's something about the music. I don't know what it is. It's just got this huge Disney vibe to me. At it's times. a little eerie like one, towards the end. It gets like a little eerie, right? Like Beauty and the yeah, Beast. Yeah, one of the one of the one of the spawn rooms. I feel like I've just been dropped into a Disney movie, <laughs> and in the in, in the other one, you feel like you're at a burlesque show <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just there's like two completely different worlds within the map. It's very interesting. Um, it's supposed to be an artsy an artsy map. They they said in the description, Paris is a very like you know artsy, dedicated to all the all the exotic pleasures and stuff. So. Is it one of like the biggest art museums in in the world in Paris or something like that? Yeah, the the Louvre. Not super cultured. Yeah, yeah. You, you made an attempt at it. I thought that's I, what I'm it was. Pro- about. I probably but- butchered it, but yeah, that's kind of yeah. how it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I can I can say I don't speak French. I think is the only thing I know. To say. <laughs> no, I can ask you if you speak French. That's all I can. Do. No, no, I can't speak French. <laughs> all right, guys, that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks, Deathblow, for coming on the show. Uh, also, special thanks to all of our patrons. Uh, special thanks to Top Score Solutions, uh, Anthony E, Lysum, Jen Jinkle, Roger B, Shazir, Chris the Playa, Tragic Sack, Matthew Z, Refire, Brandon D, Benny and the Jets, and Justin J. Thank you so much, Justin, for joining the squad. Uh, you guys are fantastic for supporting the show. If you guys want to join these guys, you can always go to patreon.com slash omniclab and donate anywhere from a dollar up to $25 if you want to become a diamond sponsor. Uh, or sorry, $10 for a diamond sponsor, $25 if you like to um, have a sponsored ad on the show. So check that out. Uh, it helps the show quite a bit, pay all the bills, keep us up, and allow us to go to conventions like BlizzCon, uh, the Overwatch League, and keep creating amazing content for you guys. If you want to find the show, you can do so over at omniclab.com. You'll find all of our archives as well as links to everywhere else. And if you want to join the community, make sure to do so over on discord.me slash omniclab. That's where we all hang out and we can, the easiest place to actually reach uh, the host live. If people want to find you, Deathblow, where can they do so? I'll just give the Twitters. It's at uh, HNP Deathblow. And you can also find the show's Twitter at High Noon Podcast. Yes, check out High Noon Podcast for all of your Overwatch League news, strategies, and conversations. Those guys run an amazing show over there. And if you want to find we me... Are, oh, sorry. Go we're ahead. Crush, we're crushing our recap in Expert Leagues for, for <laughs> Fantasy 2. So uh, if you want to hear us talk some smack about that, just you know, you'll, you'll know where to find us. I will only say it's still early in the season. and I, 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 <laughs> Very I, early. I had a slow start. You know, I was coming out of school. So, you know, I, I wasn't too digging too deep into some of the players but I have a better idea now especially that I'm going to be looking at stats I'm going to have a little edge over there I'm just 2-0 and oh and talking smack while I can <laughs> uh, but also check out the fantasy leagues if you go to uh, highnoon.gg you can join the featured leagues both of High Noon Podcast or Owl Recap and you can compete against Deathblow or me or Bob and Mel uh, etc if you like that if you want to find me personally, you can do so over on Twitter at iPlayGames. You spell that I-P-L-A-I Games. And again, thank you so much, guys, for joining the show. I really enjoy it. And hopefully Rob will be better next week and we can continue on. Um, what, what does he say? Don't be a lab rat. Be a scientist. I have nothing more to teach you. The rest of
rest, you must learn for yourself. Walk 